Hello from the BBC. I'm Rich Preston with a roundup of the latest developments on the war in Ukraine. It's been a month since Russia invaded its neighbour. NATO leaders, including President Joe Biden, have gathered to consider their next steps. The emergency meeting has been described as one of the most important in the history of the alliance. Ahead of the summit, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky gave this warning. This is only the beginning for Russia on the Ukrainian land. Russia is trying to defeat the freedom of all people in Europe, of all the people in the world. It tries to show that only crude and cruel force matters. It tries to show that people do not matter as well as everything else that make us people. That's the reason we all must stop Russia. The world must stop the war. In his statement, the NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg said the alliance must make key decisions. We are determined to continue to impose costs on Russia to bring about the end of this brutal war. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said those gathered in Brussels were warning Vladimir Putin that he'll pay ruinous costs for his invasion. NATO and partners around the world are united in condemning and standing up to Russia, but also being there to support the Ukrainians as they stand and fight for the values that underpin all of our democracies. NATO will strengthen its presence in Eastern Europe and increase its military aid to Ukraine, including equipment for it to defend itself against attacks with non-conventional weapons. The BBC's Nick Beek reports from that meeting in Brussels. The NATO Secretary-General finds it necessary to warn President Putin he would only lose a nuclear war. There has been growing concern among Western allies that Russia could use a chemical or biological weapon in Ukraine. NATO has repeated its insistence that it will not implement a no-fly zone over Ukraine, saying that will escalate the situation. Meanwhile, Ukraine's navy says it's destroyed a Russian landing craft in the occupied southern port of Berdyansk. Two other ships were also reportedly damaged. The BBC's been unable to independently verify the claims. Our chief international correspondent, Lise Doucette, reports from the capital, Kiev. One month on, Russia hasn't seized any major Ukrainian cities, including the capital, Kiev. Ukraine's forces are even recapturing smaller towns and territory. And now Ukraine's navy says it's destroyed a Russian warship, the Orsk, anchored off the occupied port of Berdyansk. Images on social media show a massive explosion. There's been no response so far from the defence ministry in Moscow. Russia's naval power plays a crucial role in helping to supply forces battling on Ukraine's strategic southern coast. It's there which has seen Moscow's most significant advances in this war including its onslaught against Mariupol. Authorities in that besieged southern city, Mariupol, say Russian troops are forcibly deporting 15,000 residents to Russia from an eastern district they've managed to capture closest to the Russian border. Ukrainian officials say 6,000 have already been deported. They say people are having their Ukrainian passports confiscated before being bused to filtration camps inside Russia. The mayor of Mariupol, Vadim Bochenko, said the only time this has happened in history was during the Second World War. He said Ukraine was building a database of all the deportees in order to seek their repatriation. And the United Nations says more than half of the country's children, around 4 million under 18 years old, are now displaced. The UN says children are suffering because of attacks on health, education and other basic services, including access to clean water. 
The BBC's Imogen Folks in Geneva has this analysis. We have 1.8 million under-18s who've made it to the relative safety of neighbouring countries. But of course, these are children who've had to abandon everything that they know, their homes, their schools, often their friends as well. And then another two and a half million children displaced inside Ukraine. And there, of course, the situation is increasingly bad. The UN, we heard from the World Health Organization as well, has documented attacks on healthcare facilities. There have been uh, schools damaged. People, have, children have witnessed terrible violence. This is not something that UNICEF points out today, that children recover from just because now they're in Poland or Hungary, they will be traumatised by this. This is very damaging for, for, for the long term as well. Those are the latest developments on day 29 of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I'm Rich Preston at the BBC.